as far as the announcements go, uh, as while we're in the room together and gathered together, uh, we would ask that you continue to wear your masks. If you have, if your mask wearing your mask causes any difficulty though with breathing or sitting there for any length of time, don't hesitate to to move it while you're sitting. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, generally speaking, if if you can keep it on, and uh, we what it is is that our goal is to stay out open from here out, and uh, we want to make sure we do that without any outbreaks or any uh, congestion here at least with the with the covid stuff so we just appreciate your patience with us and and as as much as can to being able to cooperate with that and uh, we'll continue to maintain the social distancing and those kinds of things as well and that ties right into our prayers uh, certainly to continue to pray for uh, the covid situation uh, Humboldt County seems to be in a bit of a surge right now uh, so uh, we uh, just want to uh, uh, pray for wisdom as we uh, pursue our day-to-day lives. And 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 somebody asks asked me what it, you know what's the the thing to do. And I said look look at each situation and simply think about it and be prudent. Do what you think is necessary to protect yourself and other people and uh, uh, to the best of your ability. Just use that as a, a way of examining and looking at things. But we need to continue to pray that the Lord would break the back of this virus and, and break the, the uh, spreading of it, break the, uh, the, the circulating of it, and uh, just continue to pray for that. Not only for our humble county, but for our state, for our nation, and certainly even globally as this continues. Um, I've got a couple of people that we want to be praying for. Um, Brianne Gill's family, uh, her uh, grandfather, George, passed away. And uh, want to keep their family in prayer. Um, Jackie Davis, uh, uh, she's not seeing clearly through her right eye. And uh, this has been an off and on situation, so we want to continue to pray for her. And in connection with that, Diane Van uh, has cataracts, it turns out, in both eyes. And uh, they're going to require surgery, and so they're looking at a specialist for that, as well as getting her EKG scheduled. She asked very specifically that we would pray for that. And uh, Lee Pollard, uh, just uh, mobility. Uh, She's in a lot of pain as she moves around, so continue to pray for her. Uh, any other prayer needs this morning? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think a, a, a way to look at that is that the Lord would open the door for those that they need to get out can't get out. Yeah, yeah, and again, I, I I tell people that it's not a matter of your politics; it's a matter of the fact that that what is is, and we want those people to be able to get out. Okay, well, let's pray together. Father, we come 
first off, again, with a confidence that you've given us to approach your throne. Uh, as children of God, we, we come and, and know that we can plead for your mercy and grace and know that you hear our prayers and we come with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. And we do pray for those in our congregation that uh, are having uh, situations in their lives that are difficult. I think of, of both Jackie and Diane with their eyes uh, and, and uh, Diane also needing the, the scheduling for this EKG. We just bring them to you. Bring, we ask, Lord, that you would bring healing and strength to their bodies, Lord. Father, for Brianne's family, uh, we just pray for them and ask, Lord, that you would comfort them as only you can and that your Holy Spirit would bring that sense of, 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 of peace that, again, passes all understanding that comes from you and you alone, Lord. Father, we do bring this situation with Afghanistan to you. And Lord, we simply pray that those that need to get out would find an open door somewhere, someplace, and that you would protect them until they do get out, Lord. And Father, for the COVID situation, we just ask, Lord, for your breaking the cycle of that's being spread. We pray for those who are currently uh, in hospitals and, and, and currently uh, uh, have the symptoms of COVID and ask, Lord, that you would uh, bring healing to them. And Lord, we would just pray that we would see the, the, the emptying of hospitals instead of the filling of hospitals. And uh, we just confidently leave this in your hands. And Father, as we open your word this morning, we ask, Lord, that you would Open our hearts to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this morning we're going to be looking at the, starting to move into the New Testament, looking at the book of Matthew. And uh, I, I wrote on the top of my notes here, Matthew in, in three messages. And uh, so I'm going to be doing the first message today, and uh, what it has to do with is, is looking at, at a particular message that John the Baptist was preaching, and Jesus himself, and then the disciples preaching. We'll look at that in just a minute, but in a general picture, understand Matthew was written to a particular group of people, and that was the Jewish culture, the Hebrew people, and so its focus is more oriented towards speaking to them and them uh, receiving the gospel. And uh, so Matthew wrote to, the, to a, a specific audience, the Jews. Luke, he wrote to the Gentiles. Uh, Mark, he wrote to uh, the, the Roman culture, if you will. And John, he wrote to the Jews and the Gentiles, to a, a general audience. In um, Matthew... Uh, one of the things that we see right off is the genealogy of Jesus. And here we've come through as we've gone through the you know chronicles and kings and, and all that and seen all these genealogies that we've looked at. Here again, boom, right off the bat we start with this, this genealogy. But again, think of the audience that, that Matthew is writing to, the Hebrew people. Genealogy was everything. 
that was how they, they established their, their relationship with God in a sense was through their fathers and forefathers. And, and we, they looked at themselves as we are, uh, you know, Hebrews by birth. We're Jewish by birth. And, and their genealogy was extremely important. In Matthew, the genealogy, uh, is that of, of, of Joseph. Uh, and, and brings us, you know, and tells us, uh, that Jesus through Joseph had a right, Joseph being a, a lineage of, D, of, of David, that there was a, if the kingship had continued, we would have seen it through that lineage. And, and, uh, Jesus has a right to the throne as a Davidic descendant. And so, uh, uh, we see the importance of the genealogy there. We also see the birth of Jesus in, in, in uh, what I traditionally would say the Christmas message, the birth of Christ. We see the wise men in chapter 2 coming to, to see Jesus. And uh, uh, despite the pictures of, of all of the manger scenes and different things where the wise men are at the, the, the stable, it says that they came to a house where they were. And it was very likely that, that, that Jesus might have been a, a toddler by the time that they showed up. But notice what they, what they did when they, when they approached Herod to find out where the Messiah was. They asked him a very specific question. Where is he born the king of the Jews? Now, we know what that did with Herod. It threw him in a great fit of anger and despair. Uh, and uh, a, a cleansing of, of Bethlehem of, of newborns, uh, males, and, and up to the age of two, and, and just a, a, a terrible, horrendous thing. But what we have is, is that the, 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 the Magi, the, the wise men, they were looking for what? The king of the Jews. That's what I want to start to establish here. Because if there's a king, there needs to be a what? Kingdom. Okay? Jesus, by the way, made it very clear uh, at, at his time before Pilate that his kingdom was not of this world. But he did make that comment. He says, my, my kingdom, if it was of this world, the people would have raised up and, 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 and fought for me. But my kingdom is not of this world. So Jesus is acknowledging two things there. King and you know, that he has a kingdom. And also, we see uh, Pilate even acknowledging what Jesus said. He put on the top of Jesus' cross that statement, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. So, uh, we have all of this background in, in thinking about this as we, we approach this idea of the kingdom and Jesus the King. I want to draw your attention specifically to Matthew chapter 3, verse 2. Uh, the gospel uh, you know, takes a great jump. It goes from Jesus at 12 years old and, and returning to Nazareth after the, after the visiting... Uh, 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 well, not Jesus going back to Nazareth and, and, and being raised... And, and, and John the Baptist speaking. Now, if we want to know more about John the Baptist, you need to go to, to Luke, the first couple of chapters. And I'm not going to get into that other than John the Baptist is the one crying in the wilderness. Uh, 
And that's what Matthew points out here. And so it says, in those days, we, we cleared 30 years in, in, a, in a phrase. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. So John the Baptist, his message was, repent. You know, and 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 uh, the kingdom of heaven is, is is at hand, and that's what I really want to look at this morning. Repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. By the way, Matthew uses the phrase "kingdom of heaven." Uh, you go go into the Gospel of Luke, and he'd be say the kingdom of God. I believe they're the same thing: kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Uh, Matthew being more specific in the sense of using heaven, uh, because using the name of God uh, was was something that was was said out loud as off, uh, by the Jews in a, in a sense of honor and, and worship of God, and so I think he was a little more just being maybe a little cautious there. But the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and and my focus this morning is on that phrase. I want to look. Uh, I want you to look again. Uh, at chapter 4, when Jesus begins his ministry, uh, in fact, uh, in your breakdown, it probably shows you Jesus begins his ministry with John, uh, at John uh, chapter 4, verse 12. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali so that what was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people dwelling in the darkness have seen a great light, and for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death on them a light has dawned. By the way, that's a quote from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. And again, another traditional Christmas passage where we go on to there, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. It just comes right after that. Uh, so uh, a prophetic picture of, of where Jesus would come from. And then it says, from, this time, uh, from that time, Jesus began to preach. In other words, G- John has been arrested. Jesus begins to preach. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, there's one more time where we see this going out in the context of, of, of a sending or a preaching. And uh, when Jesus sent the disciples out, and Matthew records this in chapter 10, uh, Verse 5, Matthew records, These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
Matthew uses the phrase kingdom of heaven over 30 times in his gospel. And so I looked at this and I thought it became something for me to break down and look at closely. Uh, And I see three key breakdowns of this, if you will, Uh, three parts to this declaration. One is obviously repent. The next one is the kingdom of heaven. There's there's something very specific about this. The kingdom of heaven. And the third part is, is at hand. And the question mark for some people is, is the kingdom now? Is the kingdom coming? Is the kingdom... And and I'm going to just go into this as as we go along and you'll see where I come from on this. But I want to start with this idea of repent. Now, most of us, uh, when we hear the word repent, we think in terms of, of, of confession of sin. We think of forgiveness of sin. So, if I repent, I have confessed my sin and I've asked God to forgive my sin. And, and a lot of times that's where it seems to stop. But the fullness of that word is to turn around. I was going this way... <laughs> In the world, and now I'm to turn around, I believe a full 180 degrees is the idea, and go this way towards uh, the, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, to go in opposite direction. Um, when Paul was writing to the Ephesians, uh, he made, I, I thought, pretty clear on this in the, in the sense of, of what he was saying. Uh, let me read this to you out of Ephesians chapter 2. It says, You were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked. That's the way we were heading. Uh, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. And you might think, boy, I was never in that category. How many of us have sinned? None of us can, can do anything but raise our hand to that. We've all sinned. We've all sought the glory of God. We were all in dead in our trespasses. And that's what Paul goes on to say here in verse 3 of chapter 2 of Ephesians. Among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. In other words, children of wrath, children coming to judgment, deserving of God's judgment. Uh, as the rest of mankind. And then the, the, the simple three-letter word, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We were dead in our trespasses, we, in repenting, we turn around and become, what? Alive in Christ. 
We're headed in a whole new direction. From death to life. We are seated with Him. In other words, we are we're with Him in a very unique way in the heavenly places. And we find if we read, read in chapter uh, 1, Jesus is seated at the right hand of God in the heavenly places. He, and he is the, the, He is the head over all things, including the church. Okay, So we're seated with Him. And so I, I, for me it was just, we are no longer dead, but we are alive. And if we are alive, it says we have new desires. Instead of seeking the things of the world and, and seeking my own pleasure and, and all this, I am seeking something fresh. I'm seeking something new. I've turned around. I've repented. And what is it that we're seeking? The kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6.33 is, is, is the idea of, of seek the kingdom of God. Don't be anxious for the stuff that you need, but seek the kingdom of God. And God will make sure that you have the things you need to accomplish His purpose for the works He's got ahead of you. So, this idea of repent is more than just saying... God, forgive me of my sins. It is coming to a new focus in our life. Our, our focus has gone from seeking the things of the world to seeking the kingdom of God. Repent. Turn around. Seek the kingdom of heaven. Seek the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is, 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 is at hand. And I, I wrote down here, is it here? My answer to that is yes. Is it to come? <laughs> yes. And there's a phrase that, that's come up that you've heard multiple times from this pulpit, not just from me, but from others. We're in a situation where we are at already and not yet. The kingdom is here, yes, but it's not consummated. It's not finished. It's not complete. Are we part of the kingdom of God? Yes. Spiritually, we are seated with Him at the right hand of, of, of God. We are in the heavenly places. The kingdom of God is present. The beginning has come. Someone will say, when did it begin? I can't say for sure. There, there's multiple pictures as to, well, it began uh, at the incarnation of Christ. Or it began at the resurrection of Christ. Or, you know, I'm just going to suggest to you where I am in my study of this. I believe that... Well, let's, let's, let's look at it this way first. Um, there's a, a messianic psalm. Uh, in, in, and it's obviously, if it's a messianic psalm, it's a psalm about the Messiah. And one the one I'm thinking of is Psalm 22. Or excuse me, Psalm 2. Paul, uh, uh, David writes, Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. 
So the first part of the psalm says, basically have the, the, the kings and the kingdoms of the world basically shaking their fist at God saying, we don't want anything to do with you. And we, you know, we don't, you know, we don't want anything to, you know, in reference to the law of the land or anything else to have anything to do with you. And, and so they're shaking their fist at it. Let us base, you know, break away from them. Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. Anything of the kingdom of God that would bind us, we reject. So they're saying we want nothing to do with the Lord. Now, we enter in with verse 4, and it's kind of like we change scenes here. And uh, it says, He who sits in the heavens laughs. Now, who is he that sits in the heavens? It's the Father, God God the Father. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision or in ridicule. Uh, And... and, uh, Then he will speak to them and and in his wrath and terrify them in his fury. God's going to reveal himself at some point to them. And he's going to say, as for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. And by the way, have set is past tense. This is a done deal. I've I've accomplished this. Now, this is written a, a thousand years before the time of Christ. And yet, God is looking at it as something accomplished. God sees all things, future, past, present, and as they will be. Today, and he says, uh, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. And then just to finish this out, there's like changing the saying again. I will tell of the decree the Lord said to me, you are my son, Jesus speaking. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and you shall dash them to pieces in, uh, like a potsherd's vessel. In other words, you'll have full reign, control, lordship, kingship over them. And then finally, the, the, the finishing up, kind of a warning here. Now therefore, O kings, be warned. Be wise, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear. And rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest He be angry, and you perish in the way. For His wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are those who take refuge in Him. God sees Christ as King of kings, Lord of lords, already accomplished in this picture. I have set Him in His place. I believe... Nothing less than Christ is ruling now. Think about it. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Jesus is talking to His disciples just before His ascension. He says, All authority has been given unto Me. I'm in charge. There's nothing held back from My Control my authority as he's sending them out to go to all the, the, the parts of the world. He is telling them, all authority has been given unto me. I have the power and authority to send you, protect you, to provide for you. And he's talking about spreading the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven.
And notice it says all authority again has been given. Past tense. It's a done deal. We're in the kingdom of God, I believe, now. In the sense of the believers. I believe the kingdom of God, uh, God is, is, is ruling now. Uh, but I believe what the kingdom is to be in a consummation in a sense at another point in time yet in history. Revelation chapter 21 speaks of a new heaven, a new earth, and a new Jerusalem. I believe that's at the point where we'll see the kingdom in its consummation being complete. Today, is it complete? No. Does it exist? Yes. But not yet complete. The coming, the second coming of Christ will finish it. From my perspective, then, I would say that the kingdom of God did begin with the incarnation. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have John the Baptist's testimony in John chapter 1, verse 29. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. For now, we are called in Matthew chapter 6 to seek the kingdom of God. How could we seek something that isn't there? <laughs> I believe that's an, uh, a clear picture. Seek the kingdom of God. For me, that's the picture of the one who has repented again. He has turned and he is seeking the kingdom of God. We have the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. As we approach communion this morning, I look at this and I see... Well, we we have a, 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 a the song "The Lamb of God" that we're going to sing for communion, and I want to draw your attention to verse three. It says, "I was so lost, I should be dead. I should have died, but you have brought me to your side. You've turned me around. Repentance has occurred." Now to be led by your staff and rod and to be called a child of God. Let's sing that song and then we'll have communion together.
book of Matthew, uh, Jesus has His last meal with the disciples. And at that point, He instituted the Lord's Supper. And I would like to share the Scriptures from Matthew chapter 26 with you. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took the bread. And after blessing it, He broke it and He gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body. Let us share the bread together. Matthew continues, And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for the many of the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink it again to this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Let us share. These Scriptures let us know that Jesus is coming again and the completion of the kingdom of God at that point in time. I believe again the marriage feast probably is the symbolic picture of that. We will share this as a body of Christ with Christ amongst us. Let's pray. Father, we thank You that we can come to You with an absolute confidence. The God of all creation became flesh, dwelt among us, established the kingdom of God, and then invited us to rest in Him and His forgiveness and His grace in the cross and be a part of that kingdom of God. Cause us, Lord, to be ones who are seeking first the kingdom of God and Your righteousness. And thanking You continuously, Lord, for all that You have done, all that You are doing, and all that You are yet to do. Thank You for Your provision 
for our everyday existence. We ask, Lord, that You would be with us, go with us, cause us to be a testimony for You in our lifestyle. People would see we are a repentant people because we don't act the way the rest of the world does. Think of the way Peter puts that so that people would ask us why we are different. We'd be prepared to give a testimony. We worship You. We praise You. We ask that You go with us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Would you stand as we close? Jesus paid it all. No.